Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Well, how about it? We come on here every single week. We talk about uh, the need for the drama, the need for some storylines, the need for some some sparks, some fireworks. And boy, did we get that over the weekend in motorsport, and did we get that on Tuesday night in the world of IndyCar. Uh, this is Speed Street. Joey Molinero with Connor Daly. Thanks for joining us again. It is a packed, packed show we got today. Recapping this past weekend, looking ahead to Toronto. We got Iowa tests for Connor Daly. And of course, the big news, as I mentioned, on Tuesday night of Alex Pillow, um looking like he's, he's announcing he's going to McLaren. He's leaving Chip Ganassi next year. We're going to get into that. We've got a great interview with Tony Kanaan, the legend 2013 Indy 500 champ. He sits down with us and chats it up for 30 minutes or so. Really insightful. So looking forward to that. But we can't get anywhere without talking to uh, my co-host, my friend, the driver of the number 20 bit Nile ride in the IndyCar series, Connor Daly. What's up, bro? Hey, uh, everything's good. We're big podcast guys now. We have mics and head and headphones. Um, thank you, producer Ben, for, for getting us uh, mics and um, and it all works well because it's all Logitech equipment, which are a partner of mine. So it all works out quite nicely. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy, a crazy last. Well, I mean, honestly, last week since our last episode. I mean, we had uh, the Iowa Test and SRX race, an incredible Cup race. Um, I mean, fantastic Cup race uh, where good friend Corey LaJoy uh, had a shot at the victory. Um, I, I, I threw my phone in a sushi restaurant. I was so upset at the finish. Uh, it was kind of crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then obviously last night, I mean, 
I'm glad we record this on Wednesdays for the most part, because last night, uh, Alex Pillow, yesterday, really in general, you know, for those who missed it, which if you did, I don't know what you were looking at, or maybe you had a internet, you know, internet malfunction, but uh, Ganassi, the Chip Ganassi racing team had announced that Alex Pillow would, would, would return with them. They, uh, they, 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 they got his, uh, you know, option, on his contract, they they took that up, and um, he was going to come back. And it was a you know big renewal announcement. There was even a quote in there from Alex Below. There was uh, IndyCar had reposted it. Everyone and I, I even I was on the simulator yesterday in Charlotte, and I was like, oh look, Alex Pelos with back with Ganassi. That's wild. I thought he was going to McLaren, and um, and then a couple hours later, McLaren. McLaren F1, the McLaren F1 account uh, tweets that Alex Pillow uh, had signed with them for uh, to be a part of their team. Obviously, not not an IndyCar specific announcement because they're very smart with that now. Because any drivers that they've signed, whether it's Alex Rossi, Felix Rosenquist, Alex Pillow, they just say they're a part of the team. So, what is in McLaren? Well, you've got the Formula One team, you've got their Extreme E team, you've got their Formula E team, and their IndyCar team. So. Many, many cars and seats to fill, and they're basically just getting a bunch of fellas in line, and who knows where they'll put them. But uh, and as soon as as soon as McLaren put that out, Alex Pillow then released a couple tweets, a little string of three, um, which I'm sure was put together by some sort of legal department. Um, and you know, he had said that Ganassi had released a a uh, a press release and a statement. I got it right here if you want. Yeah, I, go for it. Yes. Yeah. Read, read it, read it, read it for, firsthand. This is directly from uh, the at Alex Pillow Twitter account. So from the man and his team himself, probably uh, one of three. I've recently learned from the media that this afternoon, without my approval, Chip Ganassi Racing issued a press release announcing that I would be driving with Chip Ganassi Racing in 2023. Even more surprising was that CGR's release included a quote, which did not come from me. Second tweet. I did not approve that press release, and I did not author or approve that quote. As I recently uh, informed CGR, for personal reasons, I do not intend to continue with the team after 2022. Third tweet. Final tweet, this evening's unfortunate events aside, I have great respect for the CGR team and look forward to finishing the season strongly together. And then not too long after that, he quote tweeted from McLaren, says excited to share the news and looking forward to a future with McLaren F1, at McLaren F1. Yeah, I mean, fascinating. You have to say those things. And honestly, like, it's really – it's a mind blowing scenario. And like, as we'll talk about with TK in a little bit, but I don't remember seeing anything like this in, in the time that I've been an IndyCar fan, which is all my life. Um, but I, I've definitely, I definitely know how contracts work. I know how a lot of these teams work. I've driven for most of them. Some I haven't had a contract with some that I have most that I have. Um, and it, 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 but, but to come from two organizations that would be, I would say powerhouses, right? Like McLaren, McLaren is McLaren. It's, it's not like it came from the arrow McLaren SP account, like the IndyCar team, like it came from McLaren F1, like the, the big head dog. And, um, and then 
also Chip Ganassi, multi-time Indy 500 winner, uh, championship winners, you know, legend of the sport. And I, I just find it fascinating that there was a somehow a, a, a lack of communication or a, a, an, an error so large that now the entire world knows, you know what I mean? Like two teams signed the same guy apparently, which I've literally never seen ever. So I am extremely blown away as to how this could happen, first of all. And I'm sure as we go along the next few weeks, there will be a lot more that comes out because Alex is, I mean, I feel bad for Alex, but Alex is going to be blasted with questions this weekend. And I mean, we're going to Toronto tomorrow. So, you know, he's got a ton on his plate. Um, he's obviously focused on trying to win another IndyCar championship, but you know, his future's now been outlined, but is there a lawsuit? Is, does, does, is there a breach of contract? Because, you know, every driver's contract has, you know, has clauses in it of like, you know, that this is a breach, that's a breach or whatever. Like if you kill a guy, you're probably not going to be still employed. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. But there's also, you know, things that are like defamatory to the team, right? Like you can't, like if you tried to come out and just say a bunch of crap about your team, like they could technically, I guess if you interpret that the right way, they could probably fire you. You know what I mean? And we've seen drivers that have been fired before. Um, and I, I, I just, it's hard to compare it. Like I saw, I saw a couple other comparisons, but I assume it would be like the Colts announcing that Andrew Luck was coming back to be their quarterback. And then an hour later, like with a bunch of nice photographs and him in a Colts shirt from previous years. And then two hours later, the Texans saying, Andrew Luck, happy to have you. Welcome to the team. Like it's, it's a major star in your sport, a major star in your series. And, and he's signed with two teams, you know, that, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. That that's, I was trying to relay it to people who don't follow IndyCar who were trying to get, you know, to realize how, how big of a deal this is. And that's pretty similar to what I said on Twitter. I said to me, this is like Matthew Stafford, the Super Bowl, you know, champion quarterback of the, of the, of the championship team, um, you know, and them announcing an extension. And then, oh, by the way, two hours later, he's actually joining the 49ers, a rival team that they played in the NFC Championship uh, next year. Totally wild, totally insane. Uh, this is from Jake Query, uh, who is a, you know, a turn announcer in IndyCar for, for the IndyCar radio network. Uh, he tweeted last night. Um, he said, what seemed to me a team with a contractual team option on a driver got word that said driver was going to leave. So Pelot to McLaren. So the team announced they were exercising said option to force a financial buyout from the team to which the driver is going to. Smart business move, he said. So he's saying that Chip Ganassi knew this racing, knew this was coming, put that out there to where now Pelot is in a, backed into a corner to where he has to say, no, that's not true. I'm not doing that. And then they're trying to get that check from McLaren, which McLaren is seemingly throwing checks around to everybody right now. And then a follow-up tweet that says a CGR, uh, a Chip Ganassi Racing Team's official said last night, quote, our release today said it. Alex Pillow is under contract with the team through 2023. So the interesting part about that is I'm obviously not cool enough yet to have options taken up on me or anything like that. But like every contract that I've had, you know, there are options and there are buyouts, right? Because like realistically, if 
if everything goes really well and you end up in a position like, you know, realistically, like I'm in a two-year contract right now. And I, you know, I, I don't, I can't obviously discuss like all the details of it, but like, you know, if we, if like we're having a great year right now, and like, I know that we're going to continue to get better. We have a great stretch of races in front of us, but like, there's no way that I would, I, I, I like, there's no way that I would be out of that. You know what I mean? Like, unless some wild thing happens and like chip would offer $10 million to Ed Carpenter to buy me out. Like, obviously my buyout's not that big, but, um, but I like, realistically, I guess it could happen, which is why you have those buyout clauses, right? Like you have those buyout clauses to where, you know, the team that you're currently with doesn't entirely get screwed. Um, and there's some, you know, some, I guess, compliance to that, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely just an interesting scene. And, and, and the, that would be very great. Like for, for chip to, to then somehow, get this buyout, obviously that helps, that helps the team, but you know, it creates just chaos all across the team. Cause everyone's going to be wanting to know like what's going on, you know, his engineer, their team manager, his pit crew guys, right? Like those are his, those are his boys, like boys and girls, like, Hey, like, Hey, these are our guys. And now, you know, this guy's leaving and it was, it seems like a bit of a mess. Um, so you hate to see that, but it's business. Like in the end, you got to realize like these teams they're operating on a like large budgets. There's sponsorship involved, but like in the end, the driver is a big part of that. And and it's you know the driver has to do what's best for his future. But what is the answer to that? What is the best for Alex Pelot's future? I, I I would find it. I I would be blown away if you asked many drivers in the IndyCar paddock, would you leave Ganassi right now? Because right now Ganassi, I think is 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 without a doubt doing probably the best job in, in the field right now, week in and week out, they're leading the championship. They won the Indy 500, you know, statistically they're doing fantastic. So, you know, is it money? Is it the idea that there's an F1 potential there? Is it just, is it the McLaren name? Like, is it because you'll get cool jackets and maybe a McLaren road car? Like, I don't know. I, I, I I'm, I'm fascinated by it. We're, we're um, talking about why Polo signed there, not Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. Polo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we know why Alex is definitely there, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's something that I think is great for our sport, right? Huge, huge news that like it was, Big. it was trending worldwide last night and guess Big. what we need that, you know what I mean? And even old Denny Hamlin, I spoke to him on a Twitter spaces thing last night. He was like, Hey Connor, like what happened to the IndyCar world? Like we thought we were going to take the news today, but sure enough, the IndyCar stuff, Blew it out of the water. So yeah. Hey, I, you ready to get it? You ready to get in conspiracy land? Yeah, I love conspiracy land. That's I, half my brain lives there. Conspiracy land's great. Hey, Toronto race, Peacock only. Need to get those subscribers up. What yeah. better way to do it? Have some crazy drama with Alex Pillow being on two teams and all that's gonna come from it, baby. I would love nothing more than to see a giant <laughs> Peacock subscription burst uh, for through for, for for this news. Will it happen? I doubt it, but I, I, I really hope that that happens. And I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it, either way, I'm happy to be going there in person and been participating in the I'm event. Jealous. And I hope I get to go to the, the media bullpen before the race to see what, what that reaction is like. Yeah. It's going to be a light day for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Connor, honestly, we don't care at all what you have to say. We don't care that you haven't raced here since 2018. We don't care 
at all. We're going to talk to this guy and this guy only. I was going to say, to be fair, it's going to be a light day for everybody who's not Alex Pillow and Chip Ganassi. So. Yeah, I, I can't wait to go up to Alex. You know what I mean? Just give him one of those like, how's your week been, pal? Yeah. Still, anything <laughs> big a, happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I, the funny thing is I was at the gym this morning and Alex trains at the gym, like kind of right, like right, right next to like right next door to us. And I see him leave every, every day. Like right when I get there, didn't see him this morning. So I mean, he must not be making public many public activities, uh, happen today. But, uh, but the funny thing about that is as well, to go back to it is I heard the, the rumor to, to give everyone kind of, I guess, a background on, on, on where this all started or, or how it all started, I guess I first heard about. Alex and McLaren in the month of May. So it's, it started out quite early. The rumors had started buzzing around. Like we all knew Alex Rossi was going to go there, right? Like we knew Alex, that was kind of the big easy rumor, but I, but I had heard that like Alex Pillow might go to McLaren. And that for a lot of us, that was, that was wild. Like we were like, that's, that doesn't sound, that sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Cause it is wild to be leaving a championship organization for, another team. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously McLaren's a great team, but it was, it was very, very interesting to like basically just hear that and see how it developed. And then people kept saying there were rumors that Scott Dixon was going to go to McLaren. And then there were rumors that like my teammate Renus VK was going to go to McLaren. Basically I think McLaren talked to everyone that was successful. Right. And in the end, they, they obviously found their guy. So the biggest part about, I think what happens next is the 10 car is open and that is the most coveted seat in IndyCar, I think right now. And so where do they go next? And it, and it's odd. And it's, and it's the sponsor of the racing series. It's the NTT data car, right? Like in the NTT IndyCar series. So realistically, I am fascinated to see what happens next. Who is in the, who is in the running for the 10 car? Who, who has already been in the running for the 10 car? You know what I mean? Is it, you know, is it my teammate Renus? Is it someone else? Is it, is it another formula one guy? Like, is it, uh, I mean, name anyone. I don't know. It, it just, it could be, you know, they've got Ryan Hunter Ray and Sebastian Bourdais under contract. You know what I mean? If, if after a couple of weeks it gets real messy, do they just kick Alex out and put in Ryan Hunter Ray or Bourdais? Can you imagine that would oh. be absolute insanity? I wouldn't hate it. Um, before we get to our conversation with TK, uh, because we he follows up, is very insightful, very, you know, as open as he could be about everything. And it was a really great converse, conversation. I uh, do have a bit of breaking news here that uh, I, I haven't quite figured out yet. But let's see. 20 minutes ago, Scott McLaughlin tweeted. <laughs> I think it's a joke. <laughs> Huge news for Bus Bros. We're heading to Netflix. Joseph Nogarden and I are stoked about this and can't wait to get started. We're on a bloody rocket ship. As Joey told me, Bus Bros is going to the moon. Connor Daly replies, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think after the uh, announcement, it's it's uh, you got to get in your jokes while you can. You know what I mean? Like I, I had a good tweet last night about the McLaren boat racing team. That was great. You know, you got to you got to get in your jokes while it's hot. And um, I think they're a day late on that joke about wild announcements. But um, if they're yeah, I I think that's a a very funny joke or conspiracy land. Mr. Pinsky saw this and was like, I'm not letting Ganassi and all this upstage me. Netflix, here's eight billion (laughs) dollars to do the bus bros. And uh, that's our news for the day. You know what? At this point, it's it's 
you're basically just in a bull ring with a bunch of people with press releases. Like it's pretty crazy <laughs> to see what's going on. I mean, I feel like we got to announce like a new ice cream sponsorship today or something, or do a deal with a massive sports gambling partner or who knows, like who knows, like it would just be crazy to, uh, to put out any news this week actually seems like a bad move. So let's wait till next week. Let's probably wait till next week. Sure. And Connor, you talked about it. We want more fights, right? I mean, we're getting them right now. So let's just keep them rolling, I guess. Yeah. If only IndyCar had a nice television show like Drive to Survive to uh, keep track of all this and put all the emotion into it. And maybe, you know, I, I, it's just, it, it truly has been one of the most exciting years, I think, for IndyCar when it comes to news, when it comes to racing when it comes to the product on the track and, and off the track as well. Yep. And I just, I, it just, it saddens me to think that, that, you know, casual motor racing fans who might find that interesting probably don't know about it. You know what I mean? So it, it, it is happening. All the things that we need to happen. We've got on track contact. We've got a team that all want to punch each other in the throats with Andretti Autosport and now we got, got another team where the owner and the driver of the championship are pissed at each other. Yeah, I mean, Chip might have Polo in a stranglehold in the pit lane at one point. <laughs> like, Chip might do the, uh, oh, you know what would be hilarious if any of those people have seen the movie Driven, where they bring in Joe Tanto for a long pit stop to try and get out there and block for uh, Jimmy Bly. Maybe we get old Jimmy Johnson parked in the pit box Long Uh-oh. pit stop comes out right in front of Alex Pillow and ruins his day. Who knows? I don't know. I'm I'm in conspiracy land. I watched let's that go. movie recently at Joseph Newgarden's house. So let's go Joe Tanto. I mean, I, I think that would be one of the most funny things in the history of motorsport. Love conspiracy land. Then just even more reason to get that Peacock's, Peacock subscription. Let's get it pumping. Let's get it going this weekend. Yep. Let's see it. All right. Let's, We're on uh, let's Peacock, do it. Let's- baby. And there's only three <laughs> minutes of commercials, apparently. There you go. Everybody complains about the commercials. Yeah, the cock, not, baby. Not this weekend. Now we're just going to get complaints about, well, it's not on television. It's like, well, it is if you were born, let's Past, say, mid 90s, yeah. early 90s, maybe the Past 2000s. 1989, you should yeah. be fine. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's talk to the legend, TK. Let's, let's throw it to him. So, as we mentioned, we have an incredible guest uh, this week, um, a very, very talented Brazilian man, uh, very fit elite athlete, uh, Indy 500 champion, IndyCar champion, big 7-Eleven enthusiast, uh, Tony Kanan. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna I think fi- finally, I made it. You know, I mean, I was like, I actually asked you, to, you know, you and Joey during the 500 when I was going to get invited. I thought it was, you know, not good enough to be on your show. Well, we had to sort through, you know, weeks and weeks of applications and <laughs> many guests. Like I said, I'm glad I made it. No, it's it is great to have you. And honestly, it's just it's perfect timing because there's there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on in your life. Um, now, I don't want to go straight into the uh, crazy just, news in the room. Just do it. No, 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 no. I want Let's, to do it. Okay. <laughs> so, Tony, I have a question about. Um, Racing contracts and teams and drivers. And as a driver, we obviously know the news. Alex Pillow has apparently signed for two race teams. And I've never seen that happen in, in my career. Um, I've driven for multiple race teams in one year, but not at the same time, I guess. So I, I was just wondering, I, I obviously, do, like you're very connected to Ganassi and I know you're very, very close with Chip. So I don't necessarily want to dive, you know, too deep in there. 
But I just want to know, have you seen something like this before and have, or have you been like as a driver, like when you were coming through IndyCar, has there ever been a situation where you were on the edge of maybe like being with two teams at the same time, but you had to make that last second decision? Oh yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm still on the contract with Chip. So uh, I got to be careful <laughs> how much I disclose here because actually I really don't know other drivers' details. As you know, Connor, our contracts are very confidential. And yeah, we do talk to each other privately if, if somebody needs help. But this is what happened to me. Um, at the end of 2008, I was renegotiating my contract and Chip was in the mix. Um, we, we had an option and then that option, option expired on Andretti's side. Uh, but when you talk about an option for people that don't understand, the option has to be mutual. The team can say, I'm picking up your option. You can say yes, or you can say, no, I don't want that. And then it starts, depending how your contract is written, you start negotiating or fighting. It's pretty much the way it is. Uh, and yeah, I, uh, I had uh, a deal. I went to see Chip. I said, we have a deal if this, 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 and this happen, and we'll sign it tomorrow. And when the deal came to me, it wasn't what I thought I wanted it. And then I signed to Andretti right away. And that made Chip really mad at me. Um, and we, you know, and, and look what happened. I signed a five-year deal with Andretti, got fired two years into that five-year deal. Dario got to replace me at Chip and won all the championships apart from the one that he had won with Andretti. So that's how the situation worked. And then I win the 500. I apologize to Chip what I did. Chip, you know, obviously wasn't very happy with my decision back then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was in a very similar situation. But every situation is unique. Uh, this is, I don't think, uh, we can we can spend hours now. And I know Joey's going to ask me anyway, but what what I think, what's going on. But yeah, this this was my case and it wasn't pretty. I mean, it's never pretty when you're in a situation like that. Have you talked to Alex at all? I mean, did this catch you as a surprise like it did everybody else last night? Uh, no, I mean, obviously, I, I didn't even try, Joey. I think this type of situation, you only, like, the kid probably has his head, you know, blowing apart. And uh, it, it is a surprise, I think, to everybody. You don't, I don't know what, like I said, the terms of the deal. I can guess that by my experience, there was an option in that contract because that's what they actually announced. They're picking up the option. Did the option had expired? Did the option said, like Alex stated as well, that I don't want to come back? And the team says, no, but you need to come back. And then um, I know also contracts have certain dates that you cannot talk to anybody that I really seen. All these statements I've seen, I am 100% convinced it was written by lawyers on both sides. There is not a single statement there that 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 a person made because then it goes, yeah, Alex never approached McLaren. McLaren actually had approached Alex because probably legally he couldn't do that. So, no, I have not. Uh, I think it's a tough situation. But look, let's face it, and, and I'm, I'm talking about as a, a podcaster now like you guys. Yeah. The question that everybody needs to ask is, is why? Ganassi has won two championships in the last two years, including with Alex last year. 
We won the 500. Any driver on the field right now, if they were a free agent, that's the team that they want to drive for. Why do you want to leave? It's very interesting. I, 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 I first heard that Alex, I, I first heard the rumor, Alex to McLaren during the month of May. And it was something that just started coming up. And I remember, I remember he stopped by on his golf cart or something. And I was talking, I think I was talking to Montoya or, or something. And I was like, Hey man, so uh, what's McLaren going to be like next year with you and Rossi? And like Rossi's news, like wasn't, wasn't even public yet either, but everyone knew. And of course, you know, he, he was a great actor, honestly, he deserved a, uh, an award for, for that performance. But, um, but like as a driver, like, you know, that if, if a team approaches you or if you get talked to, like we, we heard it with Denny Hamlin yesterday and Tyler Reddick, like they were like, when did you start talking to Tyler? And he was like, well, I stand next to him on the grid, like every, every, every weekend. So like, they are obviously going to have a conversation about these things and, we when we're at the racetrack, you talk to everyone. I say hi to probably every team owner during during the weekend at some point because you just know them. It's your community, and so I I am just very interested to see because as you said, Tony Ganassi right now I would say is the best is is probably the most well performing team on the grid when it comes to all four cars across the board. They're leading the championship. They won the Indy five hundred. But then I guess the exciting part about McLaren is the Formula One side and every young driver loves Formula yeah, One. Yeah, but Connor, how many people are they going to offer that seat? Man? I know. I mean, <laughs> or hurt. I mean you, they've you got make... 75 drivers under contract right now. I have no idea what's going to happen. And then Ricardo makes a statement that he's not going anywhere next yeah. year. You go, what, what are you really promising these people? A test drive on a year-old car? Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's your if that's what you want. Fine, and, I can call Michael Fuchs and we can drive a Ferrari tomorrow. Boom, exactly. <laughs> like, I, I, I thought the same thing. It, it's, it, it is very interesting. And, and I obviously, like, as a young driver, like, you, you know how this goes. And, like, I, I haven't really necessarily, you know, had many of these decisions in my career. But, like, they're very important. Like, when you're young and you have so many years in front of you. Like, I even talked with Renus, my teammate, about this, right? Because, like, he's been with the same team now, our team, for a couple years but he's, he's very good. And like, I think he has a really, like really strong future. He's a race winner already. He's only 21, but, but what's his next step, right? Like, what do you, do you stay in put for, you know, for a very long time or do you try to make that move? And, and those decisions are very, very important. So I, I'm, you know, Alex already, obviously already has a championship. He's almost won the 500, but do you think that, how do you think that affects kind of everything going forward? Because IndyCar, I think the community is very much like a, oh, like if you've done that to me, like we're not going to talk to you ever again. You know what I mean? Or like if that happens, like it, there's because it, it's very, well, I don't know. It's an interesting. I, I agree, Connor. I think the only way for you not to get judged by that or get picked up is you do Montoya style. You don't care and you keep winning races. Once you're winning races, you're still, but. You have to watch it because the first opportunity you get, you're gonna people are not gonna feel bad for you. But winning cures way, everything. Winning cures right. everything. Yeah. Right. In a way, you gotta think about this is actually look how much that put us on the news everywhere. So I don't think Roger is actually mad about it. Yes. You know? No, for um, sure. That's that's one side of things. Um, I think I only really hope, like <clears throat> talking about this young kids, the decisions that I made in my life, right or wrong. I made them. I, 
I and I had people telling me, no, you shouldn't do this managers or people that had more interest in how much percentage they were going to make or people that just really had an opinion of what was good for me. And I've always tried to listen, but I deep inside, I made my own decisions, right or wrong. I, I regret some of them and, and some of them I made it right. So I just hope in this case with Rena's, for instance, that's really on or Alex, they're listening to themselves. Because my question, again, I think, this is my personal opinion, what happened there right now for Alex to be in that position, it was two things. It was a negotiation that had gone bad and pissed him off. And as a kid, you just go, screw it, I'm leaving. And money. Because yes. it can't be that stupid thinking, a former one. You have Pato that is being there, that is the kid. You have Rossi coming, that stuff. Not saying Rossi wants to go Formula One, but if they offer him, he will. Then you have Hurt and the contract had just test a car yesterday. So what? You can't be that naive thinking, no, but I'm going to come in and I'm going to take all these people and then I'm going to drive the F1 car, you know? So, you know, in other sports, like you look at the NFL, this happens a lot. Like you, you, you hear of guys holding out, right? If there's a contract dispute, if there's a team dispute, what have you, they kind of hold out training camp. Some guys have held out the season until they get that resolved or they become a free agent. Now we know that apparently both Ganassi and McLaren are saying, now we got Pelot for 2023. What do we think it was going to – I mean, this is really for both of you guys in terms of the IndyCar series, the, the motorsport. What could we see? Could we see Pelot hold out? Could we see him not race until it gets solved? Is he going to race for – I mean, what, what's going to happen there? Uh, you want to go first, Connor, or you want me to go? Well, I mean – it's going to be awkward this weekend. I'll tell you that because I, and I'm a chip. I mean, chip, I don't, I know chip, obviously I've known him for a very long time and I still believe like there was one call that, that Mike Hall made to my dad when I was 18 to replace Charlie Kimball in the 2011 mid Ohio race when he broke his wrist. And I'm still convinced to this day, like my dad said no, because I, I he, like I was 18. He thought I was too young and like I, I needed more experience. I'm still convinced to this day they don't answer my phone calls because of that reason. Like, but, uh, you know, that that's that's like a that's a conspiracy. But like, I, I, I know that, like, if, if you have a successful team and and, and if you get if, if there's any sort of messing around, it becomes awkward. And it's like, hey, look, we're out here trying to win every weekend and if you bring some weird you know crazy stuff to the table that's not good for our operation you know what i mean so i i, I don't think it'll affect alex as a driver because alex no matter what wants to win but he's gonna have a lot of questions and there's gonna be a big mental firestorm now for really the rest of the season because what are the biggest questions that are gonna be asked this weekend the exact everyone's gonna have the same question uh joey i think it's a lot more complicated than just where alex is going to be to be honest, I think this is a let's let's uh, I'm just going to single out a couple things. Think about how successful Chip's organization has been in the last three decades. So no offense to Alex or to anybody else. They, they're still going to win. Um, Alex has been outperforming some of his teammates, but Erickson step up big time. Uh, Dixon, it's still there. You can't. So I come in after a year not driving. I'm not special. I mean, the car is good. You do it. So <laughs> they're not going to have a problem finding somebody else. Now, if 
Palu has a history. He's really good. Entity loves him. You know, what about the sponsor that is funding that car? Are they going to be happy to see the guy leave? Are they going to step it up and say, what can we do? I don't know. Now, on Alex's side, he already said he doesn't want to stay. And that was a statement that when you say that, it's a problem. Because then, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, I mean, Chip's not going to say, all right, well, go back, go. Yeah. you know, Chip's going to go, all right, well, you don't want to stay. Hey, Zach, this is the bill. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. I, 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 money is important, right? We like back in the day, you guys were making way more money than we make now, but A like more. way more money, absurd <laughs> money. But like, but realistically, Right now, I think IndyCar is going the right direction. I've heard about drivers' contracts, like and and there are there are good salaries that drivers are making. And I think Jack Harvey is a perfect example right now of like I think Jack got a great offer for a salary that was potentially more than he was going to get at Shank, and it's been probably a way tougher season than he expected with the Ray Hall team. You know what I mean? And but but realistically, like I want I want to do this to make money. Like we put in years of our lives you put in hours every single day focus on this you don't want to do it for nothing you know what i mean i did that for years but like you do like we do have to think about that because this is our job right so i am very curious i mean obviously we're probably never going to know the details but like that's got to come into play like the money does for sure if there's something there that looks extra tasty and it's like well you know what maybe there's a more of a future yeah, there but money. i don't know think about this right so it's a tough negotiation because, yes, I think it came down to money. And when Alex will talk to a team that is winning, the team is like, well, I don't need to pay you more. I mean, we're winning with everybody. You know, yeah. you didn't win 500 for us. Ericsson did. And it's a negotiation, right? Everybody's trying to kind of. And then another party says, oh, no, I really want this guy. So the only way to get him, it's, I don't know, let's double it. I don't know. I don't know numbers. But and then you go, hmm, that's interesting. Like you said, then the mentality comes in. How many years do I have? Am I putting my, my butt on the line here? And, and that is the Formula One. And then, well, done. Let's go. You know, and, and, and that's something that, but that's what I said. I think, you know, I've, I probably was fortunate enough. I can only talk about my experiences because I've really never thought about the money up until late. The, when I was like, okay, I've done something now. No, no, no. I'm worth this. Yes. I've never thought about the money. Not even when I gave you guys the example about the Andretti and the chip deal was ever, ever. I was actually, I can disclose that now, I was actually making probably a million dollar, lo dollars less a year to go to chip, but I wanted it to drive for chip. So yeah. when you make a decision about money this early in your career, I think it's a problem because that I think you're in for, you know that. I mean, you made no yes. money for years and years and years you just kept you know i think it's the wrong decision then who am i to judge but joey to ask your question i i my personal opinion i think alex is still going to go to mclaren now as someone who's you know a part of ganassi racing team and everything like when this happens last night is there just a pr shitstorm? is your phone is your email getting blown <laughs> up hey don't I, say anything I, hey i was getting on. i was about to stream and my <laughs> phone went nuts and I'm like, what's going on? And then I go on Twitter because that's, and then my phone started to ring. And yes, you just say, don't say anything. There's no comment. <laughs> and then, then somebody makes it up that, 
Yes. You're going to sit Alex out and Tony Kanan is driving. I'm like, what? Don't drag me into this stuff. I mean, yes, if, if Chip, I'm under contract until December 31st. If Chip says, you're going to go drive a helicopter today, all right? <laughs> all right. Go drive the helicopter today. And but that's say the American Legion helicopter number one was awesome. You know? See, that I, mean, I find that one of the most annoying things about the internet is people can run with something like that just because some guy was like, you know what? This sounds like a Tony Kanan is going to drive this week. Well, like, let's get no. some clicks, right? Yeah, it's it, it's like that is what the internet is purely fueled by. It's like what is going to get attention, and that like soared through the interwebs. Like I saw it, and I was like, well, I, I don't, I honestly don't think that's true, but like it's certainly. Well, and then I of- made sure that you know every single like a couple of the people that made that comment. Yeah, it obviously pops up when they tag you, and I go in there and says no. Yeah, no, because also. You gotta be careful because Chip's already up to here right now, stressed. It's if it gets to his ear that oh Tony Kanan is saying he's gonna call me and trust me, I'll be the one fired, not Alex. Exactly. So, it, it, anyway, it's just uh, but then, but yeah, then all of a sudden, Joey, yes. So it's means don't say anything. It's not even my deal. What am I here to say? What I can yeah. have my opinion, which my opinions are on my own. Like I'm giving it to you guys. I'm not saying anything. Oh, yeah, Alex told me this, Chip told me that. I know the yeah. contract because my contract is this. I'm not giving you any details. I'm giving you my point of view. Yes, I'm inside the team, and I know how the dynamic is, and I know how the dynamic will be because I just know. But that's like, Connor, it's it's not, doesn't take a rock in science to, to figure out how the atmosphere is going to be there this weekend. Yeah, I mean, and that and that's why I wanted you on. Like, it's not we're not trying to like dive into like, hey, did you read section eight of his contract when he said he was gonna this option? Like, it is interesting because you have a lot of years of experience. You've driven for multiple teams. You've been a part of these big, you know, big organizations before. And I find it truly one of the most fascinating things in my lifetime of, I guess, following IndyCar. And and I think it's also highly accelerated in this era of the internet too. You know what I mean? I feel like when that, when that tweet went out, like it's literally like, I, I assume it was like a scheduled tweet. Like Ganassi just had this and it was ready to fire out and it just went because like it was everywhere. And then another team said the same thing. It was a reaction. Like, so basically I, this is the, again, I'm assuming, but we know how yeah. social media works. The social media experts, you got to send it at four o'clock because yeah. that's, you know, people look at, but whatever. So I, I, Whatever, four o'clock, Ganassi said, it. and on, look, that's how naive. And I'm gonna tell you, and I, I have it, I have my text to prove it. I screenshot it, sent it to Alex. I said, "That's awesome, man. I'm happy for you." Oh. I don't know if I triggered that. Yeah. Because, probably, because if he wasn't expecting, I don't think he saw it. Somebody saw it first and told him more. And then his tweet comes out. The McLaren tweet. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So. I take another screenshot. I take that back. I hope that's yeah. good for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I even had people, I had like some media folks like ask me for Alex's phone number. And I was like, to be honest, I don't even have Alex's phone number, but like, why are you asking me for it? I was like, it's, it's just one of those things that everyone is going to be calling him. Everyone's going to be asking him, does it cloud his mind for Toronto? Well, as a competitor, I certainly hope so. But like, it's, it's <laughs> such like, as we, we know as drivers of these contracts, when we're working on stuff and you're trying to be discreet, it's it's almost impossible these days to keep something on the on the lowest level because you have to talk to someone about something. Like it's like, hey, 
uh, like your whether it's even if it's your lawyer or your dad or your best friend or whatever it is. And then that person has the person that they think they can trust. And then that person has that person that they think they can trust. And nothing ever stays under the radar for very long. And, you know, like we like I I still remember in, in, you know, 2017, right? Like when when you were going to come to Foyt and like I started hearing it and I was like, Oh man, like I really want to be teammates with TK. Like, what's going and on? And I here? told and, you actually because I could. I said, Connor, I'm sorry. Yeah, this, this is what's going on, and I'm trying to keep you as my teammate. You remember that exactly? And so I was like, okay, well, I appreciate that. Like, because because then it was like we knew someone was getting replaced, but there were two of us. But then you know, there's always things that you that you that you know and you don't know, and there's someone who's not going to be fully honest with you. It's just it's such a wild world because again, you have to be selfish in the sport to a certain extent, right? You have to look out for yourself because in the end, there's only 26 full time seats. There's only 33 at the Indy 500, and if you happen to say the wrong thing at the wrong time, and the sponsor doesn't agree, and everything doesn't line up or something, then you literally don't have a job. Like it, it's crazy. Right. And Joey, I mean, to make sure, and I'll give you the exclusive interview that anybody, if you got all the listeners, go tweet about this podcast. Tony Kanan, the, the, the probability for Tony Kanan to do a full time IndyCar season again, it's zero. <laughs> zero. Source. Zero. And then I tell you why. It's not because, oh, they can't pay me enough. You have to be realistic. I haven't been in this cars for three years now. In the Oho, you can get a bike. I haven't driven the car with the windscreen and the road course. I talked to Elio week in, week out. It's a completely different beast. I have no idea. Can I be competitive? Inside Tony Khan, 100%. You always think you're going to be competitive. <laughs> the reality is, I don't know. So please, people out there, stop. I'm not replacing anybody. <laughs> yes, I want to do the 500 again. 100%. I'm working on it right now. I increased my chances now, I guess, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not happening. And to answer your question about Palu, I don't think Chip's going to get him out of the car because there is too much on stake. They have to protect themselves for the championship that Marcos is leading. They have sponsor deals that they're trying to renegotiate. It's, and if he kicks Alex out of the car, then your answer is where is he going? We know exactly where he's going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, now, in, in the announcement from McLaren last night, we've kind of hit on it a little bit how there's just kind of this unknown. We got 1,700 guys vying for an F1 ride. What? How important was it that they did leave it open-ended? It wasn't, oh, he'll be riding in the IndyCar series for us. It was open-ended. He's a part of the McLaren team. How important I, is that? I, I'm not sure if there's something legally that they know that we don't. But I just think they're trying to make a mystery. But, you know, I'm sorry to break the news to you guys. For what I've seen, unless the world, Ricardo is staying there, it's going to be three drivers in IndyCar, and we know who they are. And Felix is going to Formula E. I mean, that's where he came from. That's where he almost went after he left Ganassi. There is no, yes, for the people that don't know the insights like we do, they are wondering. This is, I would love to be wrong. I don't see anything different than what I just said. Yeah. And that's like, you pretty much summed it up right there. I, I, I had this random idea that McLaren definitely have the resources and the people to run four Indy cars next year, but I don't, I, I just don't see them doing that 
And, uh, but, but realistically, if there was any team that would have the resources that would have the ability to do it, it would be them. However, I, I, I again, I, I don't, I don't see that happening other than I, I, I could see them running a fourth for the 500, but four cars in general, who knows? We'll see. But I, before we let you go, I have to ask about SRX racing because yeah. that yeah. is your full-time job. And well, what, and what are those? Yeah, one of well, your full time job is really internet streamer, and then Brazilian stock car racer, and then SRX racer. But I I have so much enjoyed obviously being a part of that championship. And uh, last weekend, bit of a tough one for you, TK. Bit of a tough one. But how much how much fun has that been? And honestly, like I I think people know that drivers are having fun, but like you guys are definitely extremely competitive about it. And and I want like, I want you to let people know kind of what, what it's like going up against, you know, guys from well, wildly different backgrounds. I mean, don't take me wrong. It's fun, but, and, and yes, I mean, we always say it's fun uh, it, by winning the S let's face it. If I win the SRX championship, eh, Chip's not looking at that says, oh, I got to hide him back, you know, or we're not going to get a job anywhere else. Uh, you might as well. And we're a bunch of guys that you know that, a bunch of retired guys that are being very successful. They're just looking to put a good show for the fans and have fun on a weekend. It's a one-day event. We show up. It's, it's an awesome atmosphere. But when we put the helmets down, man, I, I'm, I was as mad as I've ever been for, you know, I got hit. New Garden took me out. Uh-huh. Uh, there are some rules that I apparently didn't understand if you finished you know and on the first hit if you finished last so i i was towards the back i'm like i'm gonna lift because i want to start in the front row but then i came into the pits to check my car and apparently if you don't have a problem you're not allowed to take your position back so i was last and instead to start it on the front row i started last i was so angry so mad so it's a fun and awesome uh atmosphere uh, racing against Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott. I mean, honestly, it's a reality check when you go to a track and they introduce you and you get <laughs> three clap. And then Tony Stewart goes up and the place just goes down, right? You go like, okay, all right. And, and you know, guys that race those type of cars the entire life, and then you actually, you work them on and you make a pass. You kind of feel proud of yourself at, at this point of your career. So, it's been awesome. It's an awesome format. It's a completely different format. People love it. People hate it. Oh, you, you know, you have a problem. They don't count your laps. You can come in, make a change and come out. But that's what it is all about. Yes, they threw competition flags because we need to run commercials because it's it's a different, guys, again, it's a different format. It's, it's, it's for TV. It's for the fans. We always have close racing. Nobody's going to take off. And gonna lead the entire race. I tried to do that. They threw three yellow flags at me at the first race. So <laughs> I, I know there. that's not happening. So I'm loving it. Um, it's a completely different mentality. And and Connor, you can you can actually you know tip into that. It's to run there, you gotta understand the rules and the way they do it. And if you like it, you stay. If you don't, just don't go. So we always complain. I mean, but it's, it's been awesome. And I'm getting to, to run on dirt, which I love. By the way, an exclusive announcement, Monday, this upcoming Monday on the 18th, I'm running on the dirt track at the, at the Speedway with Tim Clawson and, uh, and on a sprint car. 
and I know you did a couple races and we're going to try it out. Unfortunately, I cannot do the race because I do have to be in Nashville for the IndyCar race and they're running on uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. But it, it I'm excited for, for you. I'm excited for you because I'm done with it. So you, you can do the dirt and the midgets from now on because I did it's six tough. barrel rolls and landed on my face and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So I, I actually, I'm doing it for the cause, you know, obviously yeah. for the patients. So uh, it's, it's a, a demonstration run. So I'm not racing. I'm running by myself. And, and, and I think I'll be happy with that, but back to the SRX. It's, it's, I love it, man. It's, uh, you know, I'll, I told them I'll come back every year. It's, it's six weekends on the summer. Uh, it's good for me. I can take my kids. They can see me driving a different type of racing, different environment. And, uh, you know, I'm loving it. That's awesome. TK. I know you got to run. Um, really appreciate the time, man. Always a pleasure and an honor to talk to you and, and your insights. Fantastic dude. So really appreciate it, man. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Tony. So there you have it. Incredible interview with Tony Kanan. Uh, love the honesty. Um, obviously, you know, he has to be careful. He, he is contracted to Ganassi and, and we didn't dig, you know, dig too deep, but, um, but it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, what happens over the next few weeks. So, you know, we, we still have more to get into. We've got, um, an incredible NASCAR race over the weekend to talk about. I, I, I was very emotionally connected to it. Uh, we had Chase Elliott, Thanks. Chase Elliott, the winner, eventually his hometown race. Obviously he's a Georgia guy. Um, but Corey LaJoy, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a very close friend of mine. Uh, he hasn't been on the show yet, but we consider him a friend of the show. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be on eventually. Um, and almost a career win number one in the Cup Series for Corey. I mean, I, I, was, I was shouting at my phone. I, 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 had to watch, I had to watch on my phone. And, uh, I, I was, I was driving, um, I was driving in Ohio and I had it mounted up on the little, you know, up on the little dash there as you, uh, I don't recommend for any, uh, young people who aren't experienced racing drivers, but I, yeah, I was pro. fully locked in, pro. fully locked <laughs> in. And I mean, it was something that I, I love racing. And I, and I like NASCAR racing, but if I have a guy that like I, I, I love or a good emotional story that I like, I love to see, uh, I get so mad because I know in NASCAR racing, when it's close racing like that, whether it's a super speedway, whether it's Talladega, Daytona, and now apparently Atlanta, which is almost like a super speedway race, um, you just know something's going to happen. Someone's yeah. going to crash. There's going to be some chaos. And he made it through most of it. Like he was getting pushed around a little bit. You can tell that those experienced guys at the front, whether it's Elliot, whether it's the, the big, you know, the, the rest Truex. of the Hendrick teammates, Truex, no one's really seemed like they were going to work with Corey. Like you even had Ross Chastain who hit everyone. Um, <laughs> he was saying on the radio, I don't really want to push the seven. It's like, guys, why not? he's up at the front with you guys and he's been there on merit all day. So I, that, that was really interesting to see how that works though. Um, and yeah, in the end, obviously he went for a move, got wrecked by chase, but realistically chase had to make it happen. You know that, that and, and there's no bad blood there it seems, but what a wild day. Yeah, man, it really was. I, I, um, you know, to be fair, I, I did have money on chase Elliott. So I was kind of in a, <laughs> I was kind of in a win-win there. I got Chase at plus one thousand on Sunday Woo! morning. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
hop all over that. Strong. Um, so I got him at plus 1000. So I had him and chase, but I mean, my, my head was with chase because of the money, but my heart, most definitely my gut was with, with our, with our guy, Corey, um, just because he had just raced his ass off all day, man. And, 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 you know, like you said, that first one, you just want to want to see somebody get that, how cool of a story it would have been. But, um, yeah, at least got to tip the cap and respect I texted him. I said, Hey man, it was awesome to watch, watch you all day on Sunday. And, you know, I thought it was a heck of a drive and, and all that and uh you know he's like hey we almost had her you know he had a pretty good mindset on it you know he wasn't too down yeah was was pretty good i thought with the media and everybody afterwards and uh was pretty like self-aware of the situation you know went over and saw chase and victory lane so i thought that was cool but uh yeah man old nine old chase elliott he just keeps stacking those wins dude and and leading the leading the championship there what's new it's pretty interesting though too, because like Chase's car was so fast. Like he, he just he looked like the class of the field too. And it's yeah. so hard like to to beat someone who who's definitely got the he's got the the fast wagon that day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all day long. But I was literally like when I say I was shouting at my phone, like I it, it was funny because I, I got to my destination with like three laps to go. And I was I was going to dinner with my lady and we went into a sushi restaurant and i am literally watching on my i, I feel like you know you're you got to be polite as a man sometimes you know, it's probably not good to be watching races on your phone as you're walking into a dinner a nice little dinner date and sure enough like as soon as the as soon as the last lap happens we get in that place it's nice and quiet and i shout obscenities i'm like i'm like i just <laughs> i shout things that should not be shouted Make it a scene. Like, oh, come on. And I was, I, I think at that moment, I was just appreciative to still have a date um, there. And can't imagine was, that this can't imagine the sushi community is really uh, all too familiar with NASCAR. Yeah, so. no, it, it didn't seem like a lot of people were paying attention to the Atlanta Quaker State 400 or whatever it was. <laughs> but boy, I was. And I tell you what, it was a, um, yeah, it 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 was it was, a, it was a scene, and I'm just glad that Corey had a shot at it because, as as our boss Dale Jr. said in his podcast, he's like, "That was great for Corey's career." I think he was smart about the way he reacted to it. Didn't complain about you know being wrecked there at the end. I mean, it's just that's NASCAR racing, baby. Yeah, and more wrecks. I mean, you mentioned Ross Chastain, him, him and oh, Hamlin man. getting at it. What was that 3.0 that we saw? And so many times, so many times. And they showed that highlight of when Hamlin was just like so fed up with them, and he was just being the biggest pest of all time. I thought that was hilarious. Just Ugh. adamantly like driving in his way so slow. I I loved it. <laughs> it is the whole Ross Chastain thing, and and like coming from an open wheelers perspective, obviously like. That, that 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 wouldn't happen in IndyCar, right? Like it's just not it's just not something that we we can do as much. But it is mind blowing to me because like I like Ross and I like Justin Marks a lot. Like love that team. What they've done is is very fascinating. But like yeah. I don't like what's happening because it, like we, we go out there to go motor racing. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. will there be some contact at times? Yes, of course. Like that's what we do, and that's certainly what happens in NASCAR. But it just seems like there's there's a lot of it, and like and and Dale said it as well. He's like, there will come a time where where you you have to you have to stop that. Like he could have easily backed out of it when he got into Hamlin's left rear. Like it's, but but I, I, I you know I, I don't I don't know. Maybe they've created this incredible like media blitz that 
in the end, it's their deep strategy to like have Ross take everyone out and they get more and more attention <laughs> for the sponsors. I don't know, but it's, I, I do hope that he, that, that there is, uh, you know, maybe less taking people out because in the end, those guys are going to remember. And when they're all racing for a championship, he is going to get dumped and, and like, and by many people and there's, and, and that's just what a hole you don't want to dig yourself in because at, as a driver, I promise you, we never forget. We never oh, yeah. forget. And those guys, Denny knows anyone else. He's, he's hit, you know, even like true X, he knows all those guys, like they know and they know when it counts. I, I mean, that's going to be a tough scene. Yeah. No, it was, and it was, it was a crazy scene. It was entertaining. It was, you know, bummer in the end for Corey, but you mentioned uh, Chase Elliott with the fast wagon, fast ride down there in Atlanta. Uh, you had the fast wagon out in Iowa uh, testing last week. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, we had a, a great test in our uh, Bit Nile Chevrolet. Uh, we went to Iowa. Uh, we were supposed to test there on like the 28th with a lot of the other cars, um, but I guess there was a tire shortage of sorts. So we we ran our three cars, me, Ed, Renus, and then all of Andretti's four cars as well. So seven of us there. And uh, and yeah, we were quickest on the day. We were quickest all day, really, uh, which was which was awesome. Um, I love Iowa. I mean, I you know it's 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 where I got my pole pole position. It's where you know we had two really strong races with Carlin, um, and you know that that track is crazy. But it was it was a it was a strong day for us, and it's definitely a race that we have marked on our calendar. Two races, obviously, that we have yep. marked on our calendar as um, you know potential we want to win there. We want to be on the pole. We want to win. Uh, and, and really honestly, the next few races for us as a team, I think are, are very strong events. The team has done well in Toronto. You know, I know we're going to preview Toronto a little bit. The team has been on the podium there before. Um, they've been very successful there even recently. Well, I mean, I guess as recent as you can be 2019, <laughs> uh, 2018, 2019, whatever it is. But, um, but yeah, it, 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 and then we go to Iowa, which we know we want to be competitive at. We want to be on the podium twice. You know, we want to win twice. We want to do whatever whatever it takes. Um, and then we go back to the Indy GP, obviously, where we finished fifth earlier in the year. So there's a really good string of races here for us that we really want to focus on, and we just got to take advantage of it. And by you know by the end of July, but when we get to August, I want to be in the top ten in points, and I want to be there challenging for um, you know for 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 podiums. So. So we'll see what happens, but it's it's definitely an exciting next few weeks for 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 Bit Nile for our team and for everyone. Yeah, dude, it's um and, and not only just on the track for you guys, but looking at it, I mean, you had to mention I saw the Nashville race, the Music City GP landed Tim McGraw as a headliner down there for the Saturday oh, yeah. that weekend. That's fantastic. We know all the promotion and, and, and the media blitz and the entertainment that's coming for the Iowa weekend, which is fantastic as well. So I add that all in with all the drama going on and here we go, baby. We've been talking about it forever. Now IndyCar's, you know, the stock is going up, my man. Yeah. I mean, I certainly hope so. I, I really hope we turn, you know, we turn this, um, you know, all this drama, all this excitement, this great racing, we got to turn it into people turning on their televisions. You know what I mean? And, and, I do appreciate, actually, I will mention after our last episode, there was a lot of interaction, a lot of, a lot of interaction yep. with fans um, and folks that listen to this podcast got a lot of DMs as well. A lot of, a lot of Twitter DMs and, and messages all across the board. And because again, everyone has what they think might be the answer to us, you know, generating ratings. But when I look at what everyone says, 
the general opinion is just flat out marketing. And, and that, that is something that we need to continue to focus on. It's something that when you look at the opinions of the many, the many folks that, that chimed in, marketing, marketing, marketing becomes the, the, the answer. You know, there's a lot of really random weird stuff that, that, that people have to say that it's not going to affect ratings. Like whether or not you like, there's a, I mean, I, I heard so many random things where I was like, that doesn't make sense. Like, no, that's not going to, that's not going to get people to tune in. But if people know that it's on, like, but, but even, even that people, there was a few people that said, well, we don't know where to find the racing. And I was like, the first nine races were on the same channel. Like that's not an excuse anymore. Like it might be, but that just means that you probably haven't watched IndyCar in a long time. You know what I mean? So I, I hope that you know where to find it because realistically every race pretty much promotes the next race too. But again, that is easy to forget when we have three races at the beginning of the year that are spaced out by a month. So I, I definitely think the, the consistency in the races We've got the the ads, and to be fair, I, I was watching on my phone, but USA Network, uh, which played the NASCAR race, and they got great ratings. To be fair, great ratings for USA Network. They played a commercial for the IndyCar race on Peacock almost every break, which again, that's great. Like I I really enjoyed seeing that because again, that's two million people that are watching NASCAR races. I don't know if two million people are going to download Peacock for the IndyCar race, but like <laughs> it's 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 definitely like I do see an effort there from NBC, which we which we're very appreciative of. But I still think you know there's there's going to be more. There's going to be I needed to pop up on my Instagram story as an ad every five minutes. You know what I mean? I don't I I, I continue to see ads for the IndyCar app on Twitter. Don't need that. I, I if I, I want to see when is the next race. Like just if you're going to put out an ad, if you're going to buy space for an ad on on Twitter just tell me when the next race is. And, and that's because that's that's a big message from a lot of the people that I got is we don't know when the race is, we don't know where to find it. And so we just got to blast the people with it. Yep, most definitely. And this week, that's what we've been doing. We got Peacock, um, the, the GP in Toronto coming up. Haven't been there since 2019. So it's been a while. The world has changed quite a bit in multiple, yeah. multiple ways since the last time that we were seeing IndyCars race up there north of the border. So Connor, can you give us a little preview what to expect from this uh, track, what to expect for the whole weekend? Yeah, Toronto. I mean, Toronto is a, a classic street race, uh, great Canadian race fans up there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a track that uh, I raced at first in IndyCar in 2015, subbing for James Hinchcliffe uh, when he got injured. So I've, I've done for a while there, Toronto was actually the race that I had done the most other than the Indy 500 in my very sporadic career. Um, so, you know, last time I was there, I was driving for Harding Racing, which is hilarious to think about, uh, 2018. Uh, so it's been a long time, but bumpy circuit, long, long back straightaway, great passing zone. Uh, and I think the whole city is just going to be excited to have, have us back there. I think it's, it's, it's exciting to get, you know, back into international water. I mean, it's just Canada, but it's just exciting to get, you know, back to our normal schedule um, and, and just get back to the race fans that love, you know, that love motorsport up there, that love IndyCar. And, you know, realistically, we are on Peacock this weekend, which is tough, but I mean, I do believe it's the first ever, you know, professional motor racing series to be just solely streamed on a streaming service this weekend. So that, that is exciting. I mean, it is the future. Streaming services are the future for sure. Um, and, you know, we're just going to have to see how it works, but I, I definitely am pumped for it. We've had great simulator work at, at Toronto this week. Um, 
And so who knows? I, I actually don't really have a prediction for who's going to win other than I think Ganassi is going to be fast and also mad at each other. Fantastic. Makes for, makes for great drama. Looking forward to it. And again, you know, we had that week off, but, but what's awesome is that we didn't have a race. IndyCar didn't have a race this past weekend, but really IndyCar headlines and news and everything has been everywhere, even during a week off, which is great because now we go Honda Indy in Toronto, only on Peacock. But then right after that, you go, bam, Iowa, bam, Iowa, back-to-back nights, NBC, NBC, you come back to Indy, NBC, you go down to Nashville, NBC. So we got four consecutive weeks of racing here three of them being on the big bird nationally broadcast nationally televised easily easy easy to find no excuse the momentum continuing to build looking forward yeah. to it again this weekend you know you're new here 3 p.m peacock north of the border toronto be there it's gonna be awesome um all right man what else do you want to get into do you want to wrap up with uh our driver yeah absolutely i mean there's um there were some SRX racing, but realistically, we covered a lot in this episode. So, uh, Joseph Newgarden raced in SRX. He won a heat race, then crashed twice, but he had a great showing. And uh, Bobby Labonte won, and then he gave me a free hat. And uh, we had beers with Greg Biffle, Bobby Labonte, and Michael Waltrip, which I think was one of the most fun experiences of my life. Michael Waltrip might be one of the most electric personalities I've ever known. And Greg Biffle invited me to race an old police car in a dirt track in his backyard. So, a lot went on there. Pretty successful <laughs> weekend there. Man. Very excited about the whole thing. I have a ton of respect for those guys in the SRX series. I am such a huge fan of those cup guys that are there. I mean, when Michael Waltrip said to me at noon, we are nine hours away from drinking beers, I knew he was one of my favorite people right there. <laughs> I was like, this guy is an electric factory. Like, it's it was a great race overall. Marco Andretti is on an absolute heater right now. Him and Bobby yeah. Labonte battling for the championship. Uh, can't wait for the last two races of the season. Obviously, I won't be there, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to watch and fun to be a part of. I appreciate CBS letting me letting me do that. But um, hey, dude, yeah, how about how about uh, real quick? How about uh, our guy Marco with the little the little Xfinity drop afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I I think Marco really has a a passion for wanting to do more. I, I truly believe he's kind of been on the edge of maybe, maybe doing some NASCAR stuff, but it, he seems to be going well in this stock car stuff or, or at least heavier cars that roll a lot. So I'd be very curious to see Marco in an Xfinity car. It's, it's, it's something Same. that I think would be an awesome idea and, and why not? For sure. Anything Marco's in, you know, we're going to be pulling for him. Um, definitely. All right. Hit us with this driver, man. Who we got? All right, so we're going to the 1960 Indy 500. Um, 1960 was won by Jim Rathman. Um, we might have picked from this race before, but I'm, I'm actually not entirely sure. There's a lot of people that are in this race that we've seen before, but there's one that I don't remember reading, and that is the person who finished 33rd and dead last, uh, Dempsey Wilson. Dempsey Wilson, I don't believe is on our list. I have no, looked. they're not. Um, Dempsey Wilson, I did a little bit of research here, uh, born in LA, Los Angeles, California guy, um, Southern, Southern California, short track guy, uh, drove USAC, uh, Indy 500. He was in four Indy 500s, uh, 58, 60, 61 and 63, um, and only finished one of them. So tough, tough deal, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of our uh, our, our Indy 500 driver of the week right there now. There it is. Dempsey Cawthorn Wilson, uh, March 11th, 1927. Passed away April 23rd, 
1971. Uh, outside of racing, Wilson owned a business called Dempsey Wilson Racing Cams, which refurbished camshafts. Uh, there so you go. seemed to be pretty successful there outside of uh, the car for old Dempsey. And there it is. Our Ricky Tread- Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week for episode 36. All right, this has been, I think it's been as advertised. I mean, when we got the news last night, I know we, you know, you texted, we texted, it's going to be a great show. Thank God that we hadn't recorded yet. So we could just lay it all out there. And I think we did that. And then some shout out to Tony Kanan for joining us. Uh, always an electric personality, refreshing, intriguing. Love TK. Uh, and be sure to follow us on socials at Speed Street Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow us there. Be sure to find us wherever you get your podcast to be able to follow, download, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We got a rating over the weekend that I really, really enjoyed. Um, and and these 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 are fun. We you know we have a couple that everybody's got ratings that you don't really love, right? But this one was awesome, and I think it made me feel happy because it it seemed like we're accomplishing what we're out to do. The title of it is "Bringing Me Into IndyCar." It was a five star review. And, uh, you know, just talked about how they were kind of on the outside of IndyCar, but they gave us a shot and now they're more into it. And that's what we're striving to do here on Speed Street. So we appreciate you guys. As always, don't forget Sunday, Connor's going to be racing, of course, uh, in the Honda uh, Indy Tor- Toronto um, up there north of the border, three o'clock on Peacock. going to be a huge weekend. Connor, anything else for you, man? Just excited to get up, back up to Canada. And, um, you know, again, if you have the Peacock, let's get, Let's get in there. But if you don't, well, you probably need it. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. The next four weeks are going to be a great ride for IndyCar. It's going to be a great couple races in a row. So we're excited about it. And uh, real quick, don't forget as well, um, Dirty Mo uh, Media's YouTube channel is now we, our, our video podcasts are living on the Dirty Mo Media YouTube channel. Uh, so I think we're closing in on like 6,000 views on our last episode that got put up there. That's now where we're going to be for the video portion as well. Um, so you can find us there. Be sure to subscribe to that channel. You can watch, listen along with us. We appreciate you as always. Let's go racing this weekend. We'll talk to you next week on Speed Street. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.